Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery Show. Live on this Tuesday evening with you. Uh, as we get ready for Falcons in Washington coming up this weekend. Of course, big win for the Falcons over the weekend against the Chicago Bears. And, of course, we've got a short week and a lot going on with the holidays and everything like that. So we head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Normally we talk to her on Wednesdays, but with kind of the crazy holiday week, we're talking to her this evening. Of course, Tori McElhaney is joining us. You can check out uh, all of her work as she covers the Atlanta Falcons for AtlantaFalcons.com and follow her on her Twitter page at Tori underscore McElhaney, Tori's always appreciated. Always feels good to come off a win as we uh, get ready to feast for a big holiday weekend. You know, everybody's so much happier after a win, me included. It makes my job so much easier. <laughs> you know, let's start, Tori, with um, Saw where Pro Football Focus had the Falcons as the number one offensive line graded out for this particular week. And I know it's not sexy and things like that. And, you know, for a team that has had its issues, you know, especially against – Derek Brown in Carolina, at least for a week, it's good to see that that was a really good bounce back considering how bad it was that Thursday against Carolina. They really did a nice job of bouncing back this past Sunday, getting back on track. Now Washington's going to provide a a whole nother set of challenges, but for at least a week to bounce back like that, I thought was a really encouraging sign. Yeah, I think so, too, because I remember when, you know, we're we're up in Carolina, we're up in Charlotte, and I was talking to, I believe it was Chris Lindstrom in the locker room after that loss, and he was very candid in the fact that he felt like this offensive line just wasn't clicking. I believe his words to me were were like, we didn't start, the start that we had just felt off, it felt wrong, it wasn't, it was, it just didn't feel right, and so I, I think to be able to have that moment of things don't feel right and we don't like the way this is go this is happening, to be able to change that and to go out and perform the way that they did a week later against this Bears defense, I thought was really, really important for this group that honestly has started, I believe, four different left guards in the last four weeks. I mean, when you're talking about the synergy of a offensive line everybody talks about how important like the communication between those five players are and to have to switch someone out right between Drew Dahlman and Jake Matthews four weeks in a row that's really tough to do so it makes sense that there was a little bit of fluctuation now I feel like this offensive line I agree with you it's getting back on track and what's really interesting to me about this offensive line is when we were looking at this offensive line gosh even in August or right in the middle of training camp, it really did feel like there were a lot of spots up for grabs and there were things that needed to change with this offensive line. 
And I think a story that is going very much under the radar is the improvements that we have seen Caleb McGarry make at right tackle. That has been we, – we know who Chris Lindstrom is. We knew what he could provide because he's been providing it for the Falcons in the last couple of years. But see, same thing with Jake Matthews. But seeing Caleb McGarry, I think, play to the caliber of which he's playing has been one of the major storylines of the year that I think people are just overlooking because I've been very, very impressed with what I've seen from Caleb McGarry, not just in the last few weeks, take away Carolina, but this entire year so far. Tori McElhaney from AtlantaFalcons.com joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Tori, let's talk about the bad. Obviously, we got news. Taquan Graham, uh, Kyle Pitts going to IR. Let, let's start with this on the on the Pitts side of it. Do you think that there is a hope and expectation in the building that he comes back? And how much could, let's say, the last week or two of the season, they find themselves into a win or get in, you know, win and get in type of playoff scenario? Do you think their playoff standing could influence? whether or not he comes back on the field? It's a great question, and it's one that I, I think we're still in the process of trying to figure out. I, you know, with MCL tears, which is what has been reported Kyle Pitts has, that is – it's very tricky because you've seen people come back from those relatively quickly, but then you're talking about where we are in the season, and I'm not entirely sure that if Kyle Pitts does have surgery that people are saying are reporting that he's required to have – I'm not sure if he comes back this year from that just because of how far into this season we are. Uh, I'm not writing it completely off, but right now I just I, I think it's probably a worse injury than what anybody expected when you see him get hit and he's down, but then he hops up and runs off the field. I think it's, it's much – I think that was a very optimistic moment and you thought that things were going to be okay, but I'm not as optimistic about seeing Kyle Pitts return to the to the active roster this year. Tori, obviously Taquan Graham's a kid that has really kind of taken a nice jump in year two. How much of Grady's success do you think also ties into the fact that Graham has played much better? It feels like those two guys really kind of feed off of one another. And I even like what Anderson has brought in the mix as well. But it really feels like Graham has really helped out Grady. And maybe that's just a symbiotic relationship, those two, you know, both of them improving at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, that relationship is very, a very, very important one, not just for on the field, but Grady Jarrett has been a mentor of Taquan Graham for a lot longer than Taquan's been with the, with the Falcons. So that relationship in and of itself is very important for both of them. On the field, it is very interesting because all last year, I felt like everything that we talked about, whenever anybody asked me about Grady Jarrett's performance, I said the exact same thing. You have to put someone beside him that's going to help him out. And I think that has been Taquan Graham throughout the majority of this year. I think Taquan – I say, you know, losing Kyle Pitts on the offense, I would honestly say that the impact that Taquan, that losing Taquan Graham has is pretty similar to this defense because I think he has been playing so well for this defense and, and so well beside Grady Jarrett. And I, I do think that you have to – the, way, the thing is, is you have to account for what Taquan Graham is doing. I mean, even though his sack numbers aren't there, what we have seen from Taquan Graham in, in getting to the quarterback, making him uncomfortable in the pocket, is something that I, 
think went overlooked for a few weeks. And now you're sitting there looking at a defensive line without him and you're like, dang, you're going to miss him. But I will say I was very pleased with what I saw from the depth that I feel like the Falcons have accrued over the course of this season with some guys like Abdullah Anderson, Timothy Horn, Jalen Dalton. These are all, it's very interesting too, because if you were to tell anyone back in August that this is what this defensive line looked like. You have Grady Jarrett and you have Abdullah Anderson, Jalen Dalton, and Timothy Horn. I don't think anyone would have believed you because you think about it, all the people that were on the roster over the summer, I mean, even going back further, you had Vincent Taylor and you had Marlon Davis and you had Anthony Rush. This group has looked very, very different almost month to month. So even in that, the fact that the Falcons have been able to develop some of these guys behind and around Grady Jarrett and Taquan Graham, I think is so important as you move forward with the season, potentially without Taquan Graham any longer. It's our weekly conversation with Tori McElhaney from AtlantaFalcons.com as she joins me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Do you think this is an opportunity because, you know, whether whatever Pitts' numbers are and things like that, and I actually broke it down, they actually are targeting him at a higher percentage than they were last year. His first down catches are higher year over year. But do you think this is an opportunity where maybe they use Patterson and split him out a little bit more? We've seen little blips and bloops of that. But maybe without Pitts to draw some attention away from London or away from the other receivers. I know obviously he's your RB1, but do you think that they may use Patterson and split him out a little bit more this week? Yeah, I definitely think that that's a major possibility because I think you saw CP have more opportunities as a receiver more at the beginning of last year I remember that I feel like we kind of got away from CP the receiver and started becoming he was a true running back for the Falcons and I feel like that's been the case so far this year and I know a lot of that has to do with the success that they're having in the run game now when you look at I think evolving Cordero Patterson's role in the offense because you lose a guy like Kyle Pitts I think that is something that could be really important because you think back to CP being on IR and during that time you also had Kyle Pitts going through some hamstring stuff so it it was a very different dynamic that you had now you have a, a Cordero Patterson back healthy ready to go playing gosh as well as we've seen him play in a 10-year career I mean he breaks the NFL record and so because of that I think he does I think Cordero Patterson just makes you a better offense and it's what's funny is that's not coming from me that's coming from a guy like Grady Jarrett who said after the game we're a better team with Cordero Patterson on the field so I think even just having the threat of Cordero Patterson to extend you vertically I think is very important to at least be like do what you're saying, be able to take some of the pressure off of Drake London. Tori, I know, remember you and I were talking at camp about how much Patterson was lobbying to, you know, return kicks, you know, this year. And obviously he breaks the record last weekend. It was, you know, it was tremendous. Uh, you know, obviously he was ticked off after the fumble. But moving forward, are they going to continue, do you think, to use Patterson back there? Was this one of those things where it was important to break the record but now maybe not overwork him? Or do you think that they say, look, we're just going to keep running him back out there and, and he's our best chance to, to make a big play and try to make a big, you know, a big return to, to give us better field position? 
That's a great question, and I feel like if we were to ask Cordero Patterson that question, he would say, never take me off kickoff return, <laughs> because this is a guy who has made his career on special teams. He, he said multiple times how much that's where, that's where he wants to be. Like, yes, the, the running back, uh, Cordero Patterson, is, is, has been really great for the Falcons in the last two seasons. But his bread and butter is in special teams, and that's what he loves to do. He has said many times that he doesn't want to give up kickoff return. It was actually funny because I feel like this is a conversation that comes up with Marquise Williams, who's the Falcons special teams coordinator, pretty much all the time, where he's asked, you know, because of CP's role in the offense, do you kind of taper him back a little bit, give more chances to Avery Williams? And he's like, well, if it's up to CP, he'd run out there every single time. And so I, I think it, it, it is kind of balancing how much you do want to give opportunities to CP to do what he wants to do. And, I, I mean, if he's productive in it, which we all know he is, then why not? But I do understand the whole – because he is such an important part of this offense, you do kind of have to juggle that decision. Um, and the thing is, is even if they did want to, to take CP off of – kickoff return I think Avery Williams outside of the fumble that he had uh last week I I do think that he's been very productive in punt return so I think he can very much translate translate that over into kickoff return too if need be Tori last question for you just a minute left um this is going to be a tough challenge for this offensive line this week, and I'm specifically pointing to Drew Dahlman against Jonathan Allen because if you saw Allen last week against the Texans, he completely blew up the interior of their offensive line. couple of sacks, four tackles for loss, hit the quarterback I think four times in the game. You know, it's a. It seems like it's okay. Is it the Carolina you know group that got blown up by Derrick Brown? Is it what we saw last week? Feels like to me that that's the marquee matchup this week is can the interior of our line handle Jonathan Allen of the Commodores or Commanders or whatever they're being called nowadays? <laughs> yeah, no, I think so too. And, you know, I think we have seen moments where, you know, Drew Dahlman has kind of been here and there. And it, it sometimes I think some people would say that the consistency isn't there. But this is also a guy who's getting his first real taste of starting in the NFL and after sitting last year and being the backup. So I'm okay that there's a little fluctuation in that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge. Arthur Smith says it all the time. It's a challenge every week, regardless of who you play, because these are all good athletes in the NFL, but to a certain extent, like there, I think there are bigger challenges for certain defensive lines than others. So for Drew Dahlman, I think it's just finding that consistency and like knowing, yes, you're going to get beat against, you know, sometimes the Derrick Browns of the world, but trying to limit that when you do play teams like the Browns where you can take advantage of some matchups. Follow her on Twitter at Tori underscore McElhaney. Tori joins me on the waitfor.com hotline. She, of course, covers Atlanta Falcons for atlantafalcons.com. Tori, as always, appreciate it. Have fun. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to you and the family, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Absolutely. Sounds good. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours as well. You got it. John Chuckery will be back. Sports Radio, 99 The Game, odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.